Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. In a world that's perfect lies a perfect little town where one team stands alone. But now, something's stirring that will change this place forever. Perfect. Welcome to Perfectville, your first place podcast for your somehow still in second place and seventh seed in the playoff Miami Dolphins, part of the Believe Network, streaming on Sirius XM and some other fucking shit. I don't know. I don't really care. My name is Sam Marku, and he is the two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer. Of course, I'm talking about the good doctor himself. Maybe he can diagnose what the hell's wrong with this team. Of course, I am talking about Dr. Christopher Cullen. Dr. How in the hell are you, my friend? Not great, Bob. It's just not great. Uh, four straight losses. Um, we we're eight and three a month ago. And uh, now instead of being like in control of our own, de- well, we're in control of our own destiny when it comes to like winning the next two games. Um, how easy is that? I don't know. And not only that, um, like, I don't know. It's just been the biggest disappointment of the season. Uh, honestly, Sam, and it's the same old shit, same old dolphin, same old December. Um, we can't get anything going to us playing like hot shit. Um, McDaniel's making questionable coaching decisions left and right. Um, and we're just getting worse at the wrong time, Sam. And it's, uh, it's not great. Uh, like you said, man, this remains the Miami dolphins, which means it remains a December swoon, a winter meltdown, whatever the case may be, but we shouldn't fear too much, Chris, because bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting. This season, everything from NFL and bowl season to esports, you'll always find the latest odds, team matchups, info, player news, and game trends on Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. I think you can even bet on Quidditch, if I'm not mistaken. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code Believe. That's B L E A V to receive your rewards. Bet Online where the game starts and where do we start Chris I mean we haven't been doing this show for about a month everybody's mad sponsors have pulled out fans have turned on us but you know what the team has turned on us you know we've been loyal for our entire lives and uh it seemed different it seemed like a new era it seemed like Mike McDaniel was that guy it seemed like Tua had been unlocked you get Tyreek Hill you're 8 and 3 at one point you are the number 1 seed in the AFC East you trade for Bradley Chubb, you get rid of all those draft picks and how they're tied into the San Francisco 49ers and other teams. And you go, okay, we pushed our chips into the middle of the table. We're chasing the Bills. We're chasing the Chiefs. We're looking to get to the Super Bowl, Chris. And then just like that, almost on the snap of a finger, you're the seventh seed in the AFC. You're eight and seven. You're riding a four game losing streak, and your quarterback reverts back to what he looked like last year, if not worse. And you have nothing, no answers, just questions. Uh, what a turnaround this December has been for the Miami Dolphins here in uh, 2022. Yeah, uh, Sam, other than the Bills game in the snow where he surprisingly had a good game, uh, just forewarn everybody, like, I'm not giving up on Tua, but I'm about to go in really hard. I'm really, I'm about to go in really hard on him. Um, he's playing terrible. Like, he had a, a the, the tale of two halves. When you think of an NFL quarterback that's going to go for the jugular and win you football games, it's not the guy that gets worse in the second half at home against Aaron Rodgers in December in a probably must-win game. You know, he played absolutely terrible. Um, other than Mostert admitting he ran the wrong route on that one pick, the other two were absolutely atrocious. Like, he forgot we're not wearing white jerseys at home and kept throwing it right to Green Bay Packers. He gets happy feet in the pocket when there's pressure. If the first read isn't available, he has no idea what to fucking do. And this offense has completely been figured out because when he goes goes and looks right and turns to throw left he's doing it blindly like he's not even like let me make sure he's open I'm just going to throw it because he's supposed to be there and it's worked before it's not working anymore and it's guys that like are coming in picking him off sitting on the routes and yeah they'll give up a big play to Waddle or Hill every once in a while but when it comes to the actual game plan and like progressing and driving down the field he's like in middle school right now playing against a bunch of fucking war veterans it's not even close to 
how bad he's been playing. Um, that last pass to lose the game. I mean, we're coming out. Defense holds. Benz doesn't break, right? And uh, we're within six. We can go down and actually miracle and Christmas win this game and really lock ourselves into the playoffs. And what does Tua do? First play, check down for two yards. Next play, throws it right to a Green Bay Packer, breaking off of Tyreek Hill's slant with Jeff Wilson on an island by himself in the middle of the field with two blockers out ahead of him and not a Packer within 15 yards. Sam, this is the guy leading us into the playoffs in December and January, even if we somehow make it. It, we're going to be washed the very first round. It's just the way he's playing terrible. It's 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 so disappointing too, Chris, because the Miami Dolphins could have a, really do have a legit shot of clinching the playoffs next week, not even the last week of the season. If they beat the Patriots, which is still very doable, and the Jets lose to the Seahawks, which is still very doable, they're in. I mean, that's how good they were playing. They've lost four in a row, and they still control their own destiny. And it, nobody's happy about it. If you're a Miami Dolphins fan, you're like, great. Cause we're like, you just said, it's going to be a first round wildcard weekend. Okay. Go book your vacation because they're not going to make it beyond that. The, the most frustrating part of all of this is just seeing how they lose the last four weeks. They've lost in different ways. Like if it was the same issue over and over and over again, like a missed kick or, you know, the defense was just awful every single week. You could almost accept that. Like, okay, this is our weak spot. They found it. And here we go. But that Niner game, Chris, the very first play of that San Francisco 49ers game when we were eight and three was a 70 yard touchdown to Trent Shurfield or 20, 75, whatever it was. There were so many points left on the board or basically left on the field by Tua Tunga Bailoa. The game plan was on point. The game plan was there. Jalen Waddle dropped passes. Tua Tunga Bailoa overthrew Jalen Waddle. I mean, you had tip balls that were going for interceptions, like things that are almost outside of your control. The game plan was there. They just didn't physically execute the game plan. And then you go to the Los Angeles Chargers, who I don't think are that good. I mean, they're getting better. They're getting healthy. I get all that, but they're not that good. They don't have a good coach. Justin Herbert, in my opinion, is still overrated, regardless of what anybody thinks. And you lay an egg. Like, that wasn't like, oh, the game plan was there. We just didn't execute. That was the game plan was awful. Admittedly, even came out by Mike McDaniel and said, we had some issues going into that game. I don't know what those are, but they're starting to fester here. There's something going on behind the scenes that's starting to manifest itself out on the field. And I'll get to that here later in the show. But you lose to the Chargers in a different fashion than you lose to the Niners. Okay, fine. Road trip. We haven't been good on the road this year, admittedly. Now you got to go to Buffalo. And you're thinking, this is just going to be a dick pounding. We're going to drive us into the dirt. We don't have a shot. Not only do we have a shot, Chris, we're in the snow in the fourth quarter with an eight-point lead. They played well on offense. And even the defense, in my opinion, didn't play bad. It just kind of ran out of time. Like, more than anything else... It was disappointing to lose that game, but you came away, at least I did, Chris, on that third loss of this four-game streak, thinking like, okay, we can hang yep. with the Buffalo Bills. We beat them. We hung with them to the very last second on the road in the snow in December. The narrative has changed. We're fine. We had a hiccup on the West Coast. We're going to be just fine. We'll get some home cooking against a bad, mind you, bad Green Bay Packers team. And then, no, Tua plays okay in the first half. People are saying he played great. He didn't. His stats look good. But even that Jalen Waddle touchdown, Chris, look at his technique. He's throwing off of his back foot. He's jumping sort of over the top to get that ball to Jalen. Jalen grabs the ball and then just makes a play. I mean, that right. was a yak God play right there. And good kudos, right? That's why you have him on the team. And then he comes up in the second half. I mean, three fourth quarter interceptions. Raheem Mostert fumbles the ball right before the half. You're talking 20 to 10, should have been 27-10. Instead, Green Bay goes down, gets a field goal. It's now 20 to 13 and a half. Come out in the second half. Tight end drops the ball, but it's considered a catch. They get a touchdown. It's the one time McDaniel to... doesn't challenge, by the way. Exactly. Oh. I mean, it, and that's kind of my point <clears throat> is it goes from 27 to 10. This game is over to 2020 dogfight. Now the wheels are coming off. This is classic Miami Dolphins from the early 2000s. As soon as anything bad happened, everything bad happened because they couldn't get out of their own head. I think that's what's going on with Tua. He doesn't erase the last play. He's such a streaky momentum guy. If something good happens, then something good happens again. But all of a sudden, something bad happens, and it just falls apart. And the coaching, like you said, I mean, we talk about the defense and Josh Boyer and all these blitzes that don't seem to work. And yeah, there, there's a time and a place to talk about that. I still think he's gone at the end of this year. But the special teams, my God, what is Darren Rizzi doing these days? Can we find Darren Rizzi and bring him in like today? Because this is not working. Jason Sanders missed another field goal. We had yet almost another return for a kickoff for a touchdown. We had a, an, an absurd 
squib kick that just hit the guy right in front of him. They get the ball like at the 45 yard line. What is that? What is that? I mean, it's just Mostert's like, you know, getting tackled at the 13 on kick returns, making bad decisions at the goal line, letting the ball bounce around, hesitating of what to do. Um, our, our punts aren't good. Like it just nothing is going well. And Sam, normally we're in the spot where we're uh, in the hunt and we're actually if it ended today in the playoffs and here we are, I've never felt this depressed because exactly. we're just not playing good Football, that Bills game, you're like you said, the narrative. Here we go. This means maybe this team can hang with anybody. We just need to get in the dance. And then you flip side that in home and you throw three fourth quarter touchdowns. The defense even bent and didn't break and gave up a field goal. Aaron Rodgers normally in that situation puts us away. He puts us in the coffin, nails it, buries us. Nope, we held him a field goal. Here we go. We got a chance. Six points, almost two minutes on the clock at home and two of fucking chokes. And it's not been just that game. It's when the playoffs are on the line last year, the year prior. All we have to do is beat the Bills with half their team sitting and we go and give up 50 and lose and throw multiple picks. It's just this guy so far and we've been supporters. So people cannot say that we're just like, you know, been these haters all this all this time. We see football and we're watching it, Sam, and the happy feet and the indecision and the hesitation, the bad plays, like the rolling into a rush and trying to offload the ball to Ingle that should have been an interception. Like, what is he doing? He's he's rolling the wrong way. And I know it's because he's right-handed other than how he throws, so it's natural for him to go that way. But you have to be better than that. I mean, you know what? Say what you will about Ryan Tannehill. Right. We all agreed it was time to move on. Nobody wants Ryan Tannehill back in Miami, at least not as a starting quarterback. But the guy knew how to move it when he was out. Right. We I never understood why we didn't have more designed rollouts with Ryan Tannehill because he was accurate as hell when he was on the move. And if he was out of that pocket, he could find the appropriate receiver to throw to and laser that thing to them and get themselves five, six, seven yards on what would otherwise be at best a throwaway into the uh, you know sidelines Tua does not have that skill. He cannot throw the ball on the run. He cannot operate correctly outside of the pocket. He has to find a spot, stop, settle, and then throw. That's the only way he can operate outside the pocket. As soon as you pressure him and he has to move because he knows when he has to move, he's either got to start running the ball a little bit more, which is not his forte, or he's got to just throw that ball away. Like that play where he rolled, (laughs) he rolled out, spun to the opposite side, and then just did like a weird backhand Brett Favre shovel thing without being Brett Favre. And I just looked at that and went, oh no. This is not good. Like he's not comfortable. He, he has one to three of those every game. And it's, we've gotten really lucky uh, that he's not thrown more interceptions. Yeah. Honestly, he's gotten lucky. And it's just, that's something you got. If you can't coach that out of him, that's never going away. And it's going to lose us fucking football games. And furthermore, <laughs> Mike Kosicki, who I'm done with Mike Kosicki, by the way, Mike Kosicki can go somewhere else. Good luck. Have a good rest of your career. I don't need him on the Miami Dolphins anymore. I've he changed completely. Same. Any thing at all and he misses blocks he's terrible he's missing blocks which is blowing up plays he's only got 27 balls on the season and you could say well that's because they're not targeting him you know why they're not targeting him because you have Tyreek Hill and Jalen freaking Waddle and you could say what you want but both those guys have over 1100 yards minimum right now I think they both have over 1200 if I'm not mistaken Jalen Waddle's an absolute stud should have been in the Pro Bowl but whatever Tyreek Hill obviously is Tyreek Hill so why on God's green earth you mentioned Jeff Wilson Jr. being open why on God's green earth are you targeting Mike Gesicki 15 yards down the field on the sideline. And that's not your strength to it. Come on. You, you're not the guy that's going to make that. You have time. There's a minute 30 something left. You have no timeouts, but you can work the middle of the field. And I know he's trying to work the sidelines, but you don't have to right there. You've got speed demons all over the field, including Jeff Wilson Jr. Throw him the ball. Let him go get 10, 12 yards. And if he doesn't get out of bounds, you get up and you spike it. That's it. Like, it's just such bad game management by the quarterback in this last game. It's so frustrating, Chris. Like you said, three interceptions in the fourth quarter alone blows my mind. Nobody's done that since the the, Chen, the Henny bot did it back in 2009. And it's it, it was and it was to a bad team. It was to an inferior team, which is even more frustrating because if there's been one thing that this team has done through the last Brian Flores era and now the Mike McDaniel era, they beat the teams they're supposed to beat. Yes. And that did not happen on Christmas Day. No, and it's one of those things, too, where Aaron Rodgers didn't have the greatest of games. Our defense didn't do 
terrible. You tweeted about it during the game that Bradley Chubb, I'm done with him getting almost sacks. His <laughs> pressures can only do so much. When Aaron Rodgers is 49 years old and stepping up in the pocket, maybe do something else. Maybe spin inside because there's no way this guy should be fucking buying more time with us getting lucky with <laughs> Bethel in coverage or crossing in coverage and uh, him missing these guys and we're not getting these sacks. Like, There's no way this should be happening with a guy that's making that much money. Um, other than Sealer and Wilkins and Phillips, our defense has just been like so mediocre. Xavier Howard drops an interception right to him. Um, he's missing tackles, diving at ankles of guys. Mercedes Lewis, somebody tweeted, was on the Sega Dreamcast in NFL 2K02 uh, or 01. He was on the Sega Dreamcast and he's scoring touchdowns against us. And he's one of the top 10 tight ends in fantasy as of yesterday. How is that possible? Their best receiver is out the second half, by the way. Yeah. Watson, the rookie. And we're getting beat by a guy named Daubs and like Mercedes Lewis. It's it's I mean, they're running back Dylan only had like 38 yards rushing. Like, how how did we were within six? points and you've got Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and if you look at the totals for Tua Tagovailoa the last few weeks like he's just not that guy like we're not yeah. winning playoff games when you're in a dome against the Chargers and you throw for 140 yeah. and you're averaging five yards a pass like yeah. with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle so I, I'm just this this, this has been a, a, an eye-opener it's been a wake-up call and honestly we're in a really terrible situation because you mentioned it prior that we got rid of our picks to go all in and push in the chips and I just don't know if this is the guy that we can hang our hat on because I don't see him fixing these things because these are like mental things that he's always had a problem with physical limitations that he will always have. And this is the best we're going to get from this guy. Cause you can't add more weapons. You can't out coach things that are these, these issues. So are we going to get better than this? Because it, it, when you have 20 points and like 200 something yards passing against one of the top passing defenses in the first half, but then you come out and shit the bed and score zero points in the second half in a must win playoff style game at home. There, There's just no, there's no answer for it, Sam. And it's really put me in a spot where I'm like, you said it. Are, I mean, are we done with Tua? Like, the, and, but then where do we go from here? Like, well, I, it's I just crazy. Let's just camp on that because I said I am. I mean, I was so disgusted with his play yesterday. Realistically, there's not an option on this team right now. I mean, you're, you're certainly not going to give the ball to Teddy Bridgewater. You're certainly not going to give it to, uh, you know, the kid in the seventh round pick whose name I came to remember right now. I haven't even committed it to memory anymore. That's how bad Skylar Thompson. There you go. Skylar Thompson. You're, you're not giving them the ball. So you have to ride with two. I mean, he does have a winning record as a quarterback, and he's your guy at least to the end of this year. But I'll tell you what, two has cost himself money. I mean, look at this from a business standpoint. At eight and three, if you get to nine wins, or even especially 10 wins, you're in the playoffs. You're signing an extension. They're signing you immediately so that you don't hit the open market and just blow up everything, right? So you can hopefully get a hometown discount. And you look around, and you go, oh, the coach believes in you, the team loves you, the fans love you. Now they're eight and seven. He's lost four in a row, largely because of his play. By the way, two of those games I put on Tua. Not all four, but two of those games, the Niner game and this Packer game, that's on Tua as well as some other mitigating factors. But when you're the quarterback, you shoulder the blame and the praise more so than any other position. He's costing himself money, Chris. Somebody brought up a great point. Do you give him, do you even give him that fifth year extension? Now, are you signing him to a big money contract? I'm certainly not because the questions are still there. He still can't remain healthy for a whole season. He's lost three games due to injury this year. He's been on the injury report a lot. He's limping all the time. He still has that injury bug with him. And now, He's inconsistent yet again. I mean, talk about these streaks where if he's not completing 70% of his passes, to your point, we're not winning. No. He's a volume passer, and he has to get in that streak, and he has to hit everything correctly in order for this team to win. There's no excuse for the Miami Dolphins to only score 20 points against the Green Bay Packers when you have a healthy Tyreek Hill and a healthy Jalen Waddle. No excuse. what None whatsoever. Here's what happened. Four turnovers. And just over, just over, two quarters you had three interceptions in the fourth quarter and that fumble by Raheem Mostert which was a Huge. backbreaker right before the half that's how you lose and you lost quarter. by six like here so even if we cut those in half we probably win by 10 so that's just the mistakes that are just mounting up and piling up that we're putting our defense in bad situations and they're not good enough to to, yeah. to handle that that adversity what teams are doing now they're like go ahead let Waddle and Hill get 120 130 one big play each 
We'll just bracket everything else and we will not fall for, will not fall for <laughs> like this entire week. Bill Belichick's going to be telling his defense, do not fall for the first read from Tua. It's not going there. He's not throwing it. He's looking someone off and he's going to turn and just throw it to the next guy. And they're figured out. He is figured out. And when he doesn't have that option, when he tries to look off on the first snap, like that one for Mostert. Yes, Mostert ran the wrong route, but Sam, he blindly turned and just threw it right to a Packer. Like you well, have to pause a second. Yes, being the quickest draw and a, a quick from snap to pass number is really neat. That's a really cool stat. But if you're just doing it blindly and throwing it where there isn't a player, sometimes they might not be there. What if Mostert slipped? What if he tripped? What if he got jammed off the line of scrimmage? You have to pause one more half second and pump fake there and check down a run. Nope. He turns, opens his shoulders, lets it rip pick. Like it, it's just, it, it's, it's, it's inexcusable. It's a timing offense. Right. And, and and that's what they always say. Like that he's trusting that his wide receivers are going to be there because he has that chemistry with Tyree kill. He has that chemistry with Jalen Waddle. He clearly doesn't have it with Raheem Mostert. He clearly doesn't have it with Jeff Wilson, but here's the thing. When this offense was humming, those same things, those same principles existed, Chris. Tyreek and Jalen are going to get theirs. You're going to force the ball to them because they're good enough to go get that ball and make a play. But we don't have to force the ball to Trent Sherfield. We don't have to force the ball to Mike Isicki. Here's when the offense earlier this season was booming. The defense takes away Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, and you know what Ty Tua was doing? He was looking to his running backs and saying, here you go, and dumping that ball off in the flat. That's how Herbert beat us a few weeks ago. And That's it's a great did. game plan because you have Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert speed to spare in the wide open field. Chances are they're going to make somebody miss. And if you see the way Jeff Wilson runs with the ball, if he, they don't miss, they're going to pay for it. You know how many catches Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson had in this game against the Packers combined? Three. They had three, which means they went away from the game plan that had been working, especially in this cover two bullshit that they had at the end of the game. It was so easy to read. You and I could see that and go, oh, they're playing cover two. They showed cover two. They played cover two. They never showed anything else. It was a very basic defense for the Green Bay Packers late in that game to bracket the outside and make sure nothing happened over the top. And you have to take what the defense gives you, especially in that situation. Minute 30 left. You need a touchdown to win. You need to go the distance. You have to get as much chunk yard as you can. And early, even if it's early, get it to Jeff Wilson five yards from the line of scrimmage and let him go get 10 yards. You have enough time to get up there and spike the ball. Yet he didn't do that. He tried to get Gesicki for 17 yards when you haven't seen Gesicki all season long. Gesicki's not motivated to go catch that ball. Gesicki doesn't want to be there. Look what they caught him on the hot mic against the Buffalo Bills when he's talking to Dawson Knox. He's openly complaining about his situation here in Miami. It's bullshit. And you don't, and you have him out on the field. It's just everything about that game in the second half in particular was just awful. Mike McDaniel wasn't good. Tua wasn't good. Tyreek and Jalen were about the only ones on offense that did anything. Teron Armstead's getting penalized. Connor Williams throwing the ball into the fucking second, you know, section. Uh, it's just, I don't know what this team was yesterday. And the worst part about it, because of all the contracts, because we gave Bradley Chubb a, a bazillion dollars to have almost sacks. Somebody tried to clap back yesterday when I said that, like he's sixth in the league in QB pressures. I'm like, yeah, you mean almost sacks. They're not paying him for almost sacks. They're paying no. him to get sacks and he's not doing it. No. And what are so, we like? What are we two and four since we got him? Like he's not fucking helping the, the, the game our no. our team at all. And, and it's not Lamar Jackson that we're rushing either. It's Aaron uh, Rodgers like limping forward up, up in the pocket and we're getting zero pressure on this guy. Like it, it's, it's unreal how close he keeps getting. And, you know, what do they say? Close only counts on horseshoes and hand grenades. Yeah. You know, that's it. it not on QB sacks. Pressures aren't winning us football games. Maybe we should give our defenders hand grenades and get one hand grenade per game. And maybe they can just, you know, at least blow the other quarterback up as opposed to uh, almost sacking him. But like Bradley Chubb gets that contract, which means Christian Wilkins probably isn't getting a contract. Ugh. And you know the best player on defense has been for the Miami Dolphins this year? Christian Wilkins, hands down. By no far. one that can even touch him. Not Javon Holland. Certainly not Xavier Howard. No one else in that line. Jalen Phillips has played well, but nobody has played harder or better or stronger than Christian Wilkins. And you know what? We don't have the money to pay him. I don't know how we're going to keep him, which means this defense, especially since we don't have draft picks and we have no free agent capital in terms of spending, is probably going to get worse. You're going to have to scheme it up. You're going to have to get a good defensive coordinator in here and work with what you got. And there's talent there. They got to figure that out. But speaking of Lamar Jackson, I'm glad you brought him up because I said I was done with Tua. That's probably an overreaction. But I also said he's probably cost himself money. And if this continues, if they lose against the Patriots and or the Jets and they miss the playoffs, heads are going to roll. The fans are going to want heads to roll. And it's probably not going to be Mike McDaniel. It might be a GM. It might be enough to cost 
our GM his job. But Tua Tungvaluwa is going to be public enemy number one. Now, there's not a lot of options out there, but there is one. And he's up in Baltimore. And we saw him earlier this year. His name's Lamar Jackson. If Lamar Jackson is still a free agent or hits free agency, if I'm the Miami Dolphins, I do everything I possibly can to go get Lamar Jackson and replace Tua Tungvaluwa with Lamar Jackson. He's the only one. He's the only one that I think next year makes any sense. We'll win, Super Bowl. we'll win multiple Super Bowls if we got Lamar Jackson in this team with these weapons. I just don't know how you pay him. I don't know how yeah. you pay him. I don't know how we get him. I don't think Baltimore doesn't franchise him. That'd be sure. the dumbest franchise move in history. <laughs> and we don't have the draft picks to go trade three first to you know break that contract on the franchise tag. I think it's a pipe dream. He's from South Florida, he's from Miami, like literally would be the greatest, one of the greatest signings, I think, in franchise history as far as free agents go. And that's saying something when it comes to to uh, some of the guys we've gone out and taken a risk on Lamar Jackson young with these weapons, dude. I, I mean, honestly, you want to talk about Chubb. <laughs> I'm chubbed thinking about it. It yeah. just, I just don't know how that's happening. I, I, I really don't. I mean, I would install toilets on the sidelines inside the blue tent for Lamar Jackson. So he can take a shit whenever he needs to. He doesn't have to go all the way back to the locker room. Like he did against Cleveland a couple, a couple of years ago, you take a dump right on the sideline, Lamar Jackson, because he can uh, shit t- on me and I'll wipe them. Like just, Look, I'll just wear a poncho. I'll be your toilet. Let's go it, get back it, in the game. There's precedent for this Tua a by has been shitting all over the field for the last month. So, you know, it's okay with Lamar Jackson, but no, you're right. It's probably a pipe dream, but that's the only dream that we have anymore. It's, it's, it's a really weird feeling to be this depressed about the Miami dolphins when they are in the playoffs, if it yes. were to start today and they control their own destiny, it's a weird mental like shifting for Miami dolphins fans because the expectations became so high. I mean, the hype when Mike McDaniel got here and then you saw all the practices and what Tua could do with Tyreek. And then you see how they're doing before he gets injured and it's three Oh, and they beat Baltimore and they beat Buffalo. They beat new England. And then he comes back and they go on this five game win streak. And you're like, okay, our problems are solved. We're here ready to go. No, it's fool's gold. We play anybody with any sort of defense, anybody who has any sort of wins under their belt. And especially right now they're falling apart. So this is this is a very depressing trip to Perfectville right now, but yeah. I don't know what else to do. Yeah, I don't know why we decided to come back now. We should yeah. just kept stopping doing this. Like uh, what? Um, honestly, no. But Travis made a good point. Uh, obviously, we're friends on Facebook, so he said uh, something along the lines of, I, "Sometimes I wake up and I and I say I can't believe this is my job, you know, working for the Dolphins." And then he said, "Sometimes I wake up and I say." Oh, I can't believe this is my job. I got to rewatch this film because <laughs> I'm still a fan. We're fans. And, yeah. and I and I commented. I said the same thing. I said, me and Sam are about to record. And honestly, I don't even like want to relive this as a fan and talk about this because it's everything I mean, my, my dad and my brother were discussing yesterday. It's Christmas. It's just like playing just like we expected, Sam. And that's the thing that is so frustrating. And why we're depressed is because, yes, as of now. We're in the playoffs. There's still two weeks to go, Sam. We've been here. We've read this story. We've watched this movie. We've seen this finale. We know how this goes. I, I, there's if, if you told me New England beats us by 30, I'm like, yep, that makes sense. Like, I'm not going to be like, no way. No way this team must have. It's just you. There's no rhyme or reason for this team. There's no consistency. It's constant streaks. Like you said, two was a streaky player. We're a streaky team. We have been yeah. even with Flores. Um, so what's going to happen? We don't know. And it's just like, Hey, at least the dolphins are making it interesting, but uh-huh. it's, I would rather it not be interesting for once, Sam, we went two of these last four. We're already at 10 wins. Like right now they're talking about the Steelers, like in the hunt with seven. And like, we had that four weeks ago. Yeah. We had eight. Like, what are we doing? It's the same shit every fucking year, even when we think it's not. And uh, yeah, it's tough to come on your day off after Christmas to talk about it. Cause it's just the same shit as always. And it, we've it, been talking to each other about it for over half a decade. Dude. It reminds me so much of the Dave Wanstad era dolphins. I mean, you, you, you think about the parallels here, all this talent, you know, you go out and you spend to go get people on the defense. We went out and got junior sale. We go out and get Bradley Chubb. Same, same. You've got talented running backs. They had Ricky Williams. We've got Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert. Somewhat same, same. Ricky's in another level. I get that. You look at the, the wide receivers with Chris Chambers back in the day. And of course we have Tyree kill and Jalen Waddle again, probably advantage to the current day dolphins. And then you've got a quarterback. That's a game manager that doesn't have the strongest arm in the world that if he doesn't play perfectly, you're, team is going to lose 
And to me, that could be Tua Tungavailoa or that could be Jay freaking Fiedler. It's the same person, ladies and gentlemen. It's the same team. It's the same movie over and over and over again. I mean, it's like, you know, Toy Story had four parts. It's like Dolphin Story, you know, part 20. It's it's the same damn thing. I mean, I saw a stat, Chris. We were talking about it off the air. I don't know if it's true. I believe it to be true. The last 100 games in December, the Miami Dolphins are 13 and 87. Oh, my God. 13 and 87, the last 100 games they've played in the month of December. That to me sounds true. Somebody will fact check that. That to me sounds true. Uh, that probably dates back. I mean, 100 games in December. That's, I mean, that's got to go back to the Dan Marino days, right? I mean, it's just, it's so bad. This, this also reminds me of that early 90s team that was, you know, they beat the Cowboys on Thanksgiving and it didn't win again and ended up, you know, ending the season, I think eight and eight, nine and seven, or something along those lines when they were nine and one or nine and two at the time. It is so bad. It's it's just a bad spot to be. And here's the here's the fucked up part. Here's the real fucked up part, Chris. This game ends on Christmas, not five minutes after the game ends. <laughs> I get a message from a reporter at the Boston Globe going, Hey, we'd love to talk to you about the Dolphins Patriots matchup this Thursday. And I'm like, Yeah, sure, fine, great. How how depressing is that conversation going to be? Because you talked about the Patriots and the Jets. They're in the same loser boat as the Miami Dolphins right now. The Patriots are falling apart. They're in shambles. The Jets don't have a quarterback that they can even put on the field right now, I don't think. So the Buffalo Bills are moonwalking into the playoffs as the AFC East champs for the third year in a row. And the rest of us are just walking around going, we don't even know how to crawl, let alone moonwalk. I don't know what's going to happen. You said the Patriots might win by 30 this upcoming week. They might win by three, as in three nothing. Like, there's such bad play happening. This was the strongest division four weeks ago, and now it's one of the weakest. It's crazy to me. <laughs> NFL Network had just said that other than the Bills, the rest of the AFC East, all three, Jets, Patriots, Dolphins, are one and four in their last five. Uh, <laughs> completely crawling through glass into the playoffs. Somebody, and, and this is where everybody questioned extending that seventh <laughs> wildcard team. Like, we're going to put in a seventh wild card and it's going to be just this mediocre barely making it bullshit team that's going to come in and yeah like the browns surprised people a couple years ago when they got in over us and we had like the same record but here we are again sam you mentioned it before about the early 2000s team and i did the math if we played four games in december you divided that by 100 you're looking at the last 25 years that we are 13 and 87 whatever it is which um is just absolutely ridiculous um uh, but i so that dates back to when the guy was wearing number 13 playing for the Miami Dolphins. That's the last time we had any sort of sustained success was when Dan Arena was quarterback. I mean, that's that should tell you something. It should. And that just shows how long we've been living through this. I mean, 35 years old. So that means I was 10 when we weren't shitting the bed in December. Um, So definitely don't remember that. I was getting skateboards and toys for Christmas. Now I'm, you know, getting gift cards and uh, dress shirts for work. Disappointment disappointment from my favorite football team. Um, It's the same old shit, Sam. We've said it before that we've always been um, good enough to fuck us in the draft and never Bad, but bad enough to not win a Super Bowl ever. We've always just been that middle of the road, eight and eight, now nine and eight, eight and nine team that just never can win 11, 12, 13 games and get this snide over with. And I don't see it ever happening in the future. No, the last time the Miami Dolphins won 12 games in the regular season, I believe it was 1990. Like it's huh. been a very long time since the Miami Dolphins have won 12 games. And that's a lot. I mean, 12 and four is a very good record. But to me, that's when you're great. When you get to 12 wins and higher, yes. that's when you're a great team. We've gotten to 11 and five a few times. That's when you're very good. Maybe a little lucky. 10 and six, sure. Nine and seven, solid team. But 12 wins has always been my benchmark. That's where yep. you're good in this league. And the Miami Dolphins just have not been good for 30 some odd years. And, uh, Man, that's 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 really sobering. It's really depressing. Uh, it's also why I'm wearing LA Dodgers stuff while on a Miami Dolphins podcast because I'm like, you know what? I'm not wearing this shit. I'm not repping the team. I'll yeah. talk about the team, but I'm not. I'm certainly not repping the Miami Dolphins today. Yeah, nothing uh, says uh, big fan as like a gr- a gray hoodie because that's what I'm wearing. I'm wearing yeah, a gray shirt. Would- You're wearing a gray hoodie. I mean, that's uh, there's just clouds over the entire town of Perfectville <laughs> right now. It's it's just not good. I mean, I, I don't even know what else there is to say. I mean, we do play uh, the AFC East. For the rest of the way, we got the New England Patriots. We we seem to match up well against them. Yes. ever since Tua has taken, but they're over, due. So. They're due, and that's the thing is they're due. <laughs> and Tua has been figured out. We haven't played them since Week One. Yes, they've had some really bad breaks, and it's been fun to watch <laughs> Mac Jones get buried by Chandler Jones and by the the fumble that is that lost in the ball game last week. But man, um, 
we match up, but Bill Belichick's Bill Belichick. And yeah. You know, they're due. I, I believe in their due. It's hard to beat a team twice in the same season. Yep. Um, and, and it's just, gonna, especially in your division. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a tough one. They didn't even flex it. That's how bad we've been. Both teams have been playing. Everybody's talking about possibly flexing it to the Sunday night no. game. Not happening. We're going to play at one o'clock in New England. They're one and a half point favorites, which uh, is the home team. And eh, they're kind of giving us a push basically. So, um, like you said, three, nothing win by 30. Who fucking knows? Let's watch the Dolphins. We and the last thing I want to do is watch another Miami Dolphins game right now. I've seen the last four right. because they've been flexed and put on prime time and, you know, a, a highlighted game on Christmas or whatever the case may be. Imagine if you're just like some asshole in like Wich- Wichita, Kansas, and you don't really see the Miami Dolphins very often, but you're seeing highlights and they're eight and three. And you're like, God, I got to see this team because it's they're just not team. on Monday night. They're not on Electric. Thursday night. And then all of a sudden you see them four weeks in a row and you're like, this is it. This is what everyone's hyped about. Like yeah, we subject. The entire country to three fourth quarter Tua Tonga Vailoa interceptions thrown right to the other team. Um, everyone in the in the country just went, What? How yeah. the fuck does this team have eight wins? Yeah. Well, I mean, it goes back to the fact that we beat up on some really poor football teams in the middle of the season, which is what you're supposed to do. But you know, the sobering reality is I think Simon uh said it, you know, a, a former guest here on the show. You can only beat up cupcakes for so long before people start to figure you out and and that's what's happening right now i mean you've got people chris longtime fans that are very much down on this team uh, other podcast hosts other journalists that are always taking the high road that are just like what a collapse what an absolute collapse uh alfredo ortega you know a longtime uh, friend of ours he's always the one that's you know calm down it's fine it's a loss they'll fix it it's he's like nope this team's garbage it's awful and mm. it's 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 really bad <laughs> It's just really, really bad. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm about to, you know, start up like a Dodgers podcast or something because this is this isn't going well. Yeah, and and it's and this is one of those things we've talked about it earlier, and not to beat a dead horse, but it's just, I, and I, and if I'm wrong, I would love somebody to tweet me. Uh, like, what things that Tua are, is doing? What 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 are fixable? Uh, and what are coachable? I mean, he's in the third year of his NFL career already. Meanwhile, you know, Herbert's thrown for four or 500 with less talent around him with the, with the injuries. Um, uh, Burrow is just doing what he's supposed to do and is lighting shit up. Um, and, and like two will throw, hit a slant or like a crossing around and waddle and Hill will inflate his numbers on the yak. But in, when the game matters most Patrick Mahomes, um, you know, Lamar Jackson, these guys uh, are stepping up and making plays. Meanwhile, he's throwing three picks at home in the fourth quarter. Um, yeah. it, 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 you can't, you can't fix it. it. The happy feet, man, is what's getting me. I'm watching him in a pocket and it's just, I know the line's not great, but you know, you're, you're, he's, he's ta- toe tapping and throwing off balance. Throw, like you said, with the waddle touch on off his back foot, jumping, he's diving and trying to throw it, flip it forward to angled right to a Ram player. What are we doing? Like, yeah. and that's where McDaniel is nice. And I'm hoping he is behind the scenes, at least looking at him saying, is the juice worth the squeeze with some of these plays? Cause even if he completes at the angle, that's four yards, it's three yards. Just eat it, dude. Eat yeah. the fucking sack and you're fumbling while you're getting sacked because you're holding the ball out here. Like it, it just isn't good. And you know, to a change for me, and I'm going to pinpoint it. And I got two things leading into this. I want to get your opinion on somebody tweeted a video to a getting hit after a play and he hit the back of his head pretty hard near the second, uh, second half yesterday. And no, he didn't show signs, nothing like that. I'm not questioning the medical team or whatever, but to play so egregiously bad the second half compared to the first. Now, like you said, he didn't play great in the first half. He did. He had some off throws. Even Waddle had a deep uh, a first down on a third where he had to use a 60 foot vert to jump up and catch it. It's unbelievably even in, even inaccurate. the Tyree kill completion down to the one yard line. If he had thrown That's a touchdown, that, it should have been a touchdown. It should not. My have brother been said a, he had to put everything into it. And it was like 52 yards, 53 yeah. yards. Um, and, and he had to be so insanely open for it to, to land there. It's it just uh, it, what's fixable about any of those things. And that's what's so frustrating is that we can't give them more weapons. There's nothing else we can do offensively. Can we get better defensively and special teams? Absolutely. It's a team game. We know that. But the problems of Tua throwing it right to guys, that's not fixable. That's not a thing where you can just like, let's get in there and watch some tape and get this figure it out if you can tweet me i'd love to hear about it but i i just don't see how this is this is fixable sam uh, it, here's how it's fixable 
in my opinion. And it has to do with a guy named Raheem Mostert and a guy named Jeff Wilson Jr. I'm going to read these off to you here, Chris, because I just happened to look this up while, while we were talking here. 8.1, 4.3, 3.4, 8.0, 5.6. Those are the yards, average yards per attempt that Raheem Mostert has had over the last five games. Over the last five games, he's averaging 5.9 yards per carry. Why are we not running the ball more? Ah, so against <laughs> the Green Bay Packers, eight attempts. Unreal. Against the Chargers, 11 attempts. Against the Niners, seven attempts. Against the Browns, eight attempts. The only game where he had a significant amount of carries was against the Buffalo Bills. And you know what? He went for 136 yards on eight yards per attempt. And we should have and almost won that game. Sam, is Mike McDaniel too smart for his own good? Is he? Did he come in and they're like, he's a run game guru. That's what he's known for. And he's like, fuck this. I got to win a different way. I don't want them to just, that to be my niche. I don't want to be, you know, stereotyped as a running coach. Is he like anti-running just to try to win and change the narrative of himself? I don't know, but even against Buffalo, <laughs> they were asking him, why did you go away from running the ball? Because Raheem was having a good Rough day. Eight. And he said, well, look, they stopped showing that too high safety. They started bringing a safety down to stop the run. So that since it was a single high safety, I was going to start throwing the ball over the top. No, man, until they stop that shit. Keep going until they stop it. Keep going. If it the holes broke, were huge. I could fit my F-150 through some uh, of the it, holes when he's running. It was, I mean. One safety is not making a difference. No. And th that to me is where you got to fix it is you have to double down on this run game. You have to commit to running the ball. Uh, you know, even Jimmy Johnson said, even if we get one yard, we're running the damn ball because it opens up your play action pass. I mean, I don't know yeah. what the stats are, but if you look at two tongue below on a play action pass, it's got to be something stupid good. And, yeah. and that's because at some point they have to respect Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson so he can go over the top and get that single high safety look or get that guy stopped. And all of a sudden you got Tyreek Hill one-on-one -on -one, and I'm going to take that matchup nine times out of 10. But to me, that's how you fix it is you're right. You know, they've realized that he's looking people off with his eyes and if they don't bite on that, He's going to make that read on that timing route. And if that safety is here instead of here, it's all the difference in the world between a touchdown and an interception. And that's what's happening right now. So they're going to have to figure out a new hold, as they say in the wrestling industry. They're going to have to figure out how to run the ball effectively with Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert, Tyreek Hill. I don't give a shit. You want to use Mike Kosicki? Have him be a fullback and give him the ball on third and one. I don't care. Like, get the ball into the hands of your running backs and let them go run. That's how you fix to a tongue of my law. And involve them in the fucking passing game, McDaniel. You went to Yale. Three catches combined for Mostert <laughs> and um and and fucking the uh, Wilson. What of Jeff Wilson is absolutely asinine. You have to get them involved in the passing game. Everybody's complaining that Herbert checked down us to death and won. They won the game. It's about wins and losses, guys. I don't care how we do it. Tua doesn't need to throw a touchdown every fucking time. Check it down to Wilson. Check it down to Moser. Get him involved. Get the defense up and then open up the top. There was a GM before the season started that said they'd give up a fucking hitch route to Tyreek Hill for eight yards every fucking play just to not get beat over the top. So you know what? The underneath is open. Use it, McDaniel. Yeah. And you know what? Last five games, Jeff Wilson, 4.7 yards per carry. So it's not like it's just Raheem Mostert. It wasn't a spike in stats. It's both of them. They actually do a very good job running the ball. You just have to be creative and stick with it. And they're not doing it. No. And that's what's so disappointing is that Mike McDaniel seemed that I get it for a rookie coach. He's going to get some leeway and get some cushion, but he's made some absolute questionable decisions as far as the challenging goes, clock management goes. Uh, look like we never ran or practiced a two minute offense yesterday when we were running out there. It's just like dragging and taking time off the clock. It's just, there's no urgency. There's nothing there. Then you see and you watch other teams, you watch the Vikings, you watch these teams that play and they're professional football teams. You can tell they've practiced and worked on this constantly. It's like we're not doing it. I got to, I got to say this too. I mean, again, I don't have any stats to back this up here, Chris, but the Miami Dolphins have to lead the league in the least amount of timeouts in their possession with two minutes left and a half, right? Like they take timeouts willy nilly all over. I mean, you see them take timeouts on the very first drive of the game because they're not yeah. lined up correctly and it's or the play clock's going down. And yeah, I mean, you see it all the time and we had to do it yesterday because we didn't get people off in time and Aaron Rodgers almost took advantage of it. We had to blow a timeout and they're laughing about it. Oh, haha, ha, Aaron, you almost got us. No, you didn't get me. I got you because I called timeout, yada, yada, yada. And then sort of course we fucking lose. We have no timeouts at the end of the game, forcing us to show to the throw to the sideline. Voila interception. They, they don't do a very good job of timeout management, which doesn't seem like a big deal, but it kind of is. I mean, these yes. are all things that I think rookie head coaches need to get better at, and I'm, I'm hopeful he will. But here's the question I have for you. The Denver Broncos relieved 
Nathaniel Hackett of his duties today. It's the first time outside of Urban Meyer last year that a first-year head coach was fired in season since 1978 for the San Francisco 49ers. It doesn't happen very often. That's how bad Nathaniel Hackett was for the Denver Broncos. I'm not suggesting Mike McDaniel is going to get fired in the next two weeks. But I am asking, if the Miami Dolphins lose to the Patriots and the Jets and they miss the playoffs and it looks as bad as it did against the Green Bay Packers in the second half yesterday, is Mike McDaniel in danger of losing his job for the Miami Dolphins? No, because Stephen Ross has been, he, he's done this dance before. I, I, I think career might, and I think, and no, I definitely think Boyer will, because there's too much talent out there. Um, yes, losing Brandon Jones sucks. Yes, losing Byron Jones sucks. Um, we have to upgrade the linebackers. There's no reason that Mercedes Lewis should be fucking torching us. Um He's been a great player for us considering the position we got him, but there's no way we're running and uh, running the table, winning a Super Bowl or deep into the playoffs with Crossan and Kahoo at corner for us. Like, I mean, they've been, they've been great. There's a reason why Bethel's been in the league, you know, 30 years and been on his like 18th team. And these guys are guys we're asking to like, you know, make plays for us and stop Aaron Rodgers and Herbert and Mahomes, like we, and, and Josh Allen. It's not gonna keep happening like we have to upgrade those positions and then another questionable thing i know boyer is getting shit on everywhere i got one more thing to add on every time i tweeted this every time andrew van ginkle is on the fucking field he makes a play and that guy's getting like seven snaps a game yeah why why is he not on the field he is a ultimate hustle player meanwhile sammy govin who is our preseason like warrior is is getting burnt for touchdowns and Van Ginkle's on the sideline drinking Gatorade. There's got to be someone else that can come in to fix this. If it's Vangio, if for some reason Salah loses his job, I don't think he will. You have to upgrade our defensive coordinator because there's too much talent out there. With the excusable injuries, I get it. The scheme has been bad. If you look at that Chargers game, because we haven't talked since these games, so let's talk about that. When we have nine guys in the end zone and give up the Ecklers, like, what are we doing? What are we doing, Boyer? This just isn't good, smart coaching, and it's like something you don't see for any other team but ours, and it just is completely flabbergasting. No, it was like third and goal from the 15, and you and you give them 14. What do you think they're going to do on fourth and goal? They're going to go yeah, for it. Like God, it's, especially yeah, with that coach. You're yeah. an analytics guy? Like, that's what you're thinking? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just, there's, well, there's here's two- the thing. You said Vic Fangio, and the rumors are that Sean Payton is already putting together a staff because he's itching to get back next year. Sean Payton was tied to this team in terms of perhaps coaching this year before everything got blown up with Brian Flores' lawsuit. Is it possible if the Miami <laughs> Dolphins lose out that Stephen Ross, who's 3,000 years old and doesn't want to wait very long, who has an infatuation with people like Sean Payton and Tom Brady and veteran quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers, would he blow this thing up again and say, get Tua out of here, bring in a veteran QB, give me Sean Payton, give me Fick Pangio, and see if we can do it next year? Is it possible, Chris? Yes. That, you know, now that you've now, now that those words left your mouth and entered my ear. The first thing I thought of was, yeah, I can see Stephen Ross being like, I've done this too long to keep being an eight-win team. Like, I, something has to happen. I don't care if it's if it's uh, <laughs> unexpected, unconventional. Maybe keep Mike McDaniel on as OC if he'd do it. Like, I don't know. But, like, if Sean Payton and Vic Vangio say – he has his phone number. That's all I'll say. He has his <laughs> phone number. And if Sean Payton is in Stephen Ross's ear, a billionaire that's made decisions before that are completely, as we know – unorthodox and Sean Payton's sending a text. Wow. I can't believe he did that in that situation or man, here's what I would have done. Tyree kill us two fifty in my offense. Steven Ross is going to sit there and think he's not the brightest football guy, but Sean Payton's got a super bowl. I don't. Yeah. Mike McDaniel doesn't his coaching tree doesn't. So other than his, the, the dad, Shanahan's dad, and that was in the nineties, buddy. And so it's Steven Ross. Is it possible? Absolutely. I, I can only imagine Stephen Ross. Stephen Ross is like every fantasy football owner. Like your team loses one, you're like blow up the whole thing, trade everybody. Yep. I don't need Josh Allen. He had a shitty week. I don't need him on my fantasy football team. Give me, give me the backup quarterback. Me Trubisky. Jets. Trubisky starting against the Jets or something. Let's go oh, for him. Oh my god. Well, this was the most depressing episode I've ever had. Recorded. We've had some depressing episodes, man. It's a been a long time. <laughs> Why did we come back to this? <laughs> I don't know. But you, you texted me yesterday, like Merry Christmas. You want to record tomorrow? I'm like, sure. And then all of a sudden, or two days ago, and then all of a sudden, this, you know, you tweeted me yesterday. Thing. You said, Chris, you record without me. Do like, it. Here's, here's the, like, here's the, I think he's semi serious. 
I kind of was until you actually texted today. So you're ready to go. I'm like, fine, I'll do it. But uh, anyway, I'm glad we did. Honestly, we got to talk through this. The fans need to hear it. Uh, We're not out of it. Let's end this on some optimism, Sam. Let's just flip it around. Two, two games, two games. We went out, we got 10 wins. We go, we're on a hot streak. We're a streaky team. We're a streaky team. Let's win two straight against uh bitter, bitter rivals. Let's end the Patriots season. Let's end the Jets season. Fuck it. We can, we could, we could literally end the season resting our starters. Skylar Thompson starting week 18. If oh, that, that's what go. we need. Skylar Thompson to go out there and go 25 of 29 for 375 oh, yards and three touchdowns. All right. Here's the deal. Here, here's the first here's quarterback to throw two touchdowns on Sauce Gardner or something. And like Sports Center's all talking about it. <laughs> Skylar Thompson versus Chris Streveler. All right. So here's, Here's my official prediction. Miami Dolphins won three games. They lost three games. They won five games. They're on a four-game losing streak. We're going to lose to the Patriots and go to eight and eight, okay? But our playoffs hopes will still be there. Of course. Because we'll have lost five after winning five, lost three after winning three, and then we're going to win against the Jets. That's going to start a game, a winning streak again. And we won three, and then we won five. So this tells me we're going to win seven in a row on this next win streak. There's not even seven games left in the season, Chris which is why we're winning the Super Bowl because there's only one, two, three, four more games after the Jets game. And we're winning all of them based on the streakiness of this Miami Dolphins team. I, I, don't tell me. There, how we're- there you have it. Perfectville. Uh, the, if you've gotten through the most depressing episode in our podcast history, it ends with Sam predicting the Miami Dolphins hoisting the Lombardi trophy at the end of the season. So there you go. You made it. You made it to the end. The The final course of the meal is the most delicious one. You're welcome. And here's and here's why I know this to be true, Chris. Because Santa Claus gave my family a present to go to New Orleans the weekend of the Super Bowl. But Santa Claus didn't check the schedule, didn't check the calendar. And now I'm thinking Santa Claus set me up to be on a plane coming home during the Super Bowl in which the Miami Dolphins will probably be winning against the Philadelphia Eagles. And I will be somewhere over Phoenix flying home when that happens. So just hope you purchase Wi-Fi and you watch it on your phone, buddy. Uh, although we like win a lot when you don't watch. So maybe not. It's going to be the Hurts to Alabama Bowl. I'm all for it, buddy. Uh, I'm not going to go as far as say we're winning the Super Bowl. Let's just beat New England. I'm, we're on to New England, right? Imagine you're on a plane watching no. your team no. and they do something stupid in the Super Bowl. You're in the air on the plane and you're just like, you motherfucker, I hope you die. And then you're just arrested. Immediately. Yeah. Or if you're, you know, two of those a deep, you're like, oh, what a bomb to a hill. And they're like, ah, <laughs> oh, you said bomb. Get the marshal. You're arrested in jail, getting, you know, you're, you're sack lifted. They just throw you off the plane. That's just it. That's the new law. They just, Tasha right out the window. All right. Well, Chris, this has been a very long, depressing ride back through the town of Perfectville. Anything else you want to say before we get out of here? Absolutely not. Please end this. <laughs> well, on behalf of Chris Cole and myself, the entire Believe Network, brought to you by betonline.ag. Nothing left to say other than goodbye from Perfectville. Later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.